Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am William, and I am your game master for this fifth edition science fantasy campaign. Joining me today, we have John. I'm John. I'm playing Coltarn, the orc artificer, who I was in the middle of trying to change the profile picture of and forgot. ADHD. Yep, there. Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland, the avian way of the Iron Path monk, who's and... desperately going to try and make sure that nobody gets in a huge fight this time and fail. Good luck. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Kendall Fel Fairchild, the cause of the fights, um, and an Aladrin warlock. Uh, uh, whose patron is her daddy. I like how you almost said Fellchild, which would have also been appropriate. <laughs> eh. uh, and Holly? Hey, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistle, the Envarn Rogue, who is still waiting for an apology from Kendall. That would help if Kendall knew Mistle was waiting for an apology. I think somebody mentioned it to her. Mm. Uh, and Cody? I'm Cody. I'm playing Varush Alrul, the Loxodon Voidkeeper. Not getting involved in this shit. <laughs> Tired of this and, shit. And Craig. I, uh, I will be playing bees, a swarm of Nocturne and Torch bees, who collectively form a Swarmkeeper Ranger, and real team player, technically, in that there's a lot of us, and we're all a team. I was going to say, <laughs> real team player with themselves. Right. I am my own team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. B spends most of the time playing with themselves. That's true. I knew as, you as, were going to go there. As Bees has specifically pointed out, some of us are <laughs> reproducing pretty much every single moment. So enjoy. I mean, technically, only one of you, probably, but still. You don't know how Torch Bees do. Or how many that torch is, bees do. That's a fair point. There is one adult in this entire party. And it's an elephant man. Yes. I am technically <laughs> an adult. No. There are several people that, that are adults. Like Just I not said, all of them are adults. I said technically for a reason. <laughs> I would say there's a fair number of adults here. There's only one grown-up, though. There you go. <laughs> there's only one grown-up in this party. And he's an elephant man cop. Elephant man cop. What's your name, man cop? Elephant man cop. <laughs> it's not the wind. It's got the same energy as Janet from Good Place. And a cop, not a cop. Yep. <laughs> and when last we left off, 
a group had stepped off in a huff. I'm forgetting which exact group it was, but it basically it had was left... the teenagers. Yes, the teenage the teenagers went <laughs> off in a huff. Uh with leaving Varush with um Jasira, mm-hmm. the the last person who would normally be expected to be able to comfort the the void keeper, but uh and, and I feel like they had a moment. Did we no, Beans was off with the teenagers? Okay, all right. Yeah, because Colt... I thought we stayed for some reason. Colt, well, I mean, you stayed, you stayed, you stayed in the grand scheme of things, but not in the room. Yeah. I did, At, but wait, where is Kendall? With Coltarn and Till taking the Dust Runner and the sword, okay. the, the right. Demon away. Blade. Right, got it. Okay, which is why globally demon you stayed, blade. but demon locally blade. you didn't. Yes, got it. Okay, sorry, which I didn't put in the party notes. Mm. Just all caps. Demon it's probably, blade. probably won't come up again. It's specifically been referred to as a Hellblade, or the Hellblade. It is bad juju, is what it is. Yeah, half the party is returning the thing, and the there other half is waiting. Treat that shit like spoiled milk, and do not open the container. <laughs> I've specifically attached it to a dust runner that I'm going to be spending most of my next few days in the presence of trying to get it fixed up. Yeah. <laughs> The problem with that, Cody, is like I said, like has already been stated, we don't have a lot of grown-ups in here, and the standard yeah. grown-up response or non-grown-up response to Sarah Milk is, "Oh, this is foul. Smell this." Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is why he will not make that analogy nearby. Hey, Coltarn's a grown-up. He thinks. Holly, you were about to say something? I was just going to say, I believe at the end of last week, uh, the teenagers were... Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. You, uh, you muted, then unmuted yourself. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I believe at the end of last week, the teenagers were uh, headed back to the guild hall. Mm-hmm. To catch up with, yeah, Wait, the rest Yeah, of wherever yeah, other people mm-hmm. were. Yeah. I think I think like we had sped up to like okay the cops have gotten here and gotten their shit yeah right yes yeah we'll be picking up with everyone meeting back up uh, after after everything has been gathered uh, we'll pick paid? up with... uh, yes I had established a payment for you I believe for what was going to be paid on completion did anyone write it down I don't think you had told us what it was. You were going to and then didn't. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. We trust you to make it up again. I can say with absolute confidence that if you did say I did not write it down. Oh yeah. Two hundred thousand galactic credits. <laughs> Here in my notes. A piece. <laughs> Thing is, two hundred thousand galactic credits is like two hundred gold. <laughs> it's more than we have you have you have uncovered the reason i play characters with negative intelligence it's so that i have an in-character reason not to write stuff down (laughs) no it's 20 gold Two hundred thousand galactic credits is 20 gold oh wow exchange rate is i feel like it was in the market of five thousand gold uh a piece something around there (laughs) that sounds right Back me up, back me up. <laughs> Sounds like what John wants for his weapons budget I, so that he can make shit. I right? have that number in I my feel like he's too. very specifically looked up some charts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it 
Does, that was it, last week, though. He's just got the totals just listed. <laughs> I, I mean, I do have the totals listed, but I also have the individual prices as well. <laughs> I believe the actual amount that I had intended to give you was 2,000 gold for the entire operation because that's a significant amount for starting out just handling a small group uh, of Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say that's definitely... Worth at least yep. one crate of Altumbla. And yeah, that's that's the thing is like the the fund is large because it's a significant import that is making a lot of money that uh -huh. needs to be brought back. Like, hey, we 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 found all the cocaine. Would you like it back? <laughs> You're sure this is all of it? Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely all of it. It's definitely all of it. I don't know why you're asking. We got all of it. I'm glad we all went. And we gave place. it back to you. I'm glad we all went to exactly the same joke. It was great. It was perfect. <laughs> we're in unison. We're in sync. We're acting like a team. That's really good. I'm feeling this. You feeling this? I'm feeling this. Let's do this. Come on. Love this energy. Love it. <laughs> now to fuck it all up. All right, let's go. You are paid. You are paid two thousand. You are paid two thousand gold in in credits. A piece, right? All right. Well, Coltarn Col and Kendall and Till are the ones who get back. So I assume we have a three-person conversation of. So how are we going to handle these finances? Uh, well, no, we wouldn't. Varush would be the one paid because he's the one the cops turn the cops go to. Oh, that's right. He went to the actual. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Varush. Varush yeah, the... <laughs> yep. is, is the one handed the discretionary fund of two thousand gold credits. Can't wait to introduce you guys to my new character. Bruce left with all the money. No. That's a weird name cool. for a character. Bruce left with all the money. Fantastic. Yeah. He's been running it's, a con this whole time. <laughs> he, he's a tabaxi. It's Bruce took all the money. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's not a con. Bruce just saw what happened. happened it was, it was like, like yeah, fuck no. this shit. I'm out. And then we yeah. all get to point at Gideon and Bees and go, your fault. <laughs> I said we shouldn't take a cop. Fuck this shit, I'm out. out. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. No, he shows up. <laughs> I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. All right. Uh, so, important question, William. Am I able to uh, am I able to ascertain the location of a, of a workshop within the Adventurer's Guild? Yes, there are facilities inside the Adventurer's Guild for the use of anyone who needs them. Cool, that's where I'm at, with Holbar maintaining a menacing distance away from the Dust Runner, just in case. <laughs> uh, because this is on not a major Void Gate, but a relatively common one, like it's the one next to Nocturna and Gilgamesh Station, so it's popular, but not like near a capital city, uh, you will be able to find a size 2 workshop. Cool. I remember. I, I actually do have the name of the station written down. It's Formbjord. Yes. Formbjord. No, Voidgate. Voidgate. Formbjord. All right. Well, we could also. Well, yeah. Uh, if we're divvying up things, gather at a table. I guess or a room. Till's gonna. Yeah. Till's gonna pull Kendall aside very briefly and give her a diplomatic broad strokes report on the general emotional state of three of the group members and let her make her own decisions. Okay. What does that broad strokes explain? Yeah, I feel like, like I'm going to need that explained. Yeah. 
Because Kendall's reaction will depend significantly on what you tell her. I know a person that'll give you diplomatic broad strokes if you pay him enough money. Uh, yeah, we know. Uh, Miss Fairchild, um, I feel like it's pertinent to bring to your attention that... Due to the stresses of the conflict, there were a couple of hurt feelings amongst the younger members of our group. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Do you need any details that I might be privy to? I mean... I feel like that would be like not fair when I go and approach them if I've got all of your your I know, I know, it's fine. I'll 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 deal with it. All right. Fair enough. And till we'll sit back and see what happens. And it's 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 roughly about at that point as you're turning around and trying to figure out where you're going to go say someone that you feel your pendant begin to vibrate and you hear a familiar fatherly voice in your head. Ah, my darling. I, it's lovely. To, oh, hi, Daddy. lovely to, I just wanted to reach out and say hello. How has your journey been going? It's going really good. Everything's going great. Um, uh, we just... So, have you ever heard of a thing called a, a, a Hellblade? There's a, there's a slight pause. Everything's and going great. By the way. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a slight pause and that like... <laughs> there, there's a slight pause and that like... That like... You, you know the, the, the tone of voice of like, hello, my beautiful daughter. I'm just like that sort of sing-songy right. voice. Just goes away. It's a very flat. A what? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of it? I've heard legends. Why? So, like, we found it. Um, <laughs> it's okay though. It's okay because we got it. We got it to. We're, we're, we're nobody else has it right now. Um, we're gonna make sure nobody gets it and use it to like destroy the world or anything, universe or anything. It, it, it's all fine. Are the things there behind Kendall? You just see like Varouche with the Hellblade chasing down Gideon. They're <laughs> <laughs> going perfectly fine. Business is continuing at a steady pace as usual. Could I ask you the slightest favor, darling? Of course, yes, absolutely. Could you Anything, hand the pen, could you hand the pendant over to Till for a moment so I can communicate with him directly? Oh yeah, no problem. She uh, she takes it off, hands over. It's for you. No, it's not. Uh huh. Daddy wants to talk. Till turns about three shades lighter, and then just. Holds out his hand. Do I have to put it on? I, no, I think you can probably it. just hold it. You're fine. Okay. So yeah, he'll he'll take it. You take it, and immediately, as soon as it leaves, as soon as it leaves <laughs> Kendall's so hand, you just hear in your head, "Till, I need you to explain to me what the fuck is going on." Yes, sir. 
we followed your daughter's proclivities to Nocturna. Mm -hmm. We're confronted with a corpse that dropped out of nowhere. The local law enforcement advised us to take it to the Oracle, who lives on the planet. She Oracle, really? Okay. Uh, provided us a vision of, I believe, Sarheim and the fact that we're apparently destined to stop some sort of demonic incursion. We are currently on the station near Voidgate Fondir and found that shipments of Atumla were being stolen. I believe one of your ships made dock here and had its cargo taken by these thieves who we attract to their lair. Which captain? Which Xanarim, sir. Ah, Xanarim, yes. I'll get more information from him later. But in recovering the shipment, uh, they had a vault there, and there was a Hellblade inside, which is still sealed in whatever mechanism keeps it contained. But we extracted from the vault. And is currently in our possession, where myself and a uh, voidkeeper, who has uh, made our queens, are ensuring that nobody opens it. <laughs> Good. Because if that vault opens and it brings a demon down upon your group, there will be more than just consequences. Understood, sir. Do you have any advice going forward? This was unanticipated, and in keeping your daughter safe, I would like to do the best job possible. Oracle's given her destiny, which is a bad plan to go against it, all things considered. So you'll ha you can hear the venom and the reluctance in his voice mm -hmm. as he's saying this, like... We'll have to let the adventure continue as much as I want to bring my darling home and make sure she is no longer anywhere near any of that. It would be a bad plan for everyone involved. Understood. You're going to need a ship. And Till's like shoulders slightly relaxed for the first time since he grabbed the pendant. Any direction you have on that vector would be appreciated, sir. I'm going to send you a ship that can't be traced back to me, which means it's not going to be an elven ship. I'll make do. In fact, I think it's going to be an orcish ship. I'll make do. Because I happen to know a captain who can get you where you want to go. And it's a spare ship which means if he has to leave it with you, he'll be fine. All right. Wait there. Give it eight hours for me to arrange the transport and maybe another six for him to arrive. 
We'll remain on station, sir. All right. I'll send you more information as soon as I have it. Shall I give you back to your daughter? Please. Clink! Yep. Right. So like I said, everything's uh, fine. We're good. Indeed. I'm just going to make sure that you've got suitable transport to make sure that you're able to get to where you need to go. I'll be arranging some conversations with some of my friends and they'll get you something that's suitably adventurous for your needs. Perfect. That sounds great. Thanks, Daddy. Lovely talking to you. You too. Love you. As, a, as it stops vibrating. So that was a good talk. Bill checks his wings. Seems to be. There's, and there's the sound of metal hitting the ground in the background. As question, uh, dust runner. Excellent, uh, William. Was that? audible or was that all telepathic that was all telepathic okay all right so so kendall and till basically stood in the corner handed a necklace back and forth a couple yep. times and didn't say anything as yeah. far as everybody else is concerned okay yep yep, yep. Mm-hmm. all right well uh your father's sending us a ship coltarn will be pleased awesome I'm going to go see if I can find a simulation pod or something. Sounds good. Let me know before you leave the bar, please. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Better plan. Don't leave the bar, please. Fine. Excellent. And Till's going to go and ask whoever runs this place if there's any sort of thing that he could use to try and brush up on standard orcish ship piloting interfaces, basically. Uh, there's a pilot sim uh, for any for any pilot adventurers who need to keep their skills sharp while they're on the ground. So okay. you can load up a variety of different standard interface types and cool. get yourself reacquainted. That's what he's gonna do for the next hour and a half, probably. The the thing you 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 sort of adjust yourself to orcish ships and remember they have a whole lot of punch, which means they will take off very quickly. All the guns are forward facing, uh, and they're especially well designed for ramming. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Witness me. Doesn't doesn't really turn on a dime, sounds like. No, but you, Turn, you, it turns other ships into dimes. That's what it does, right? <laughs> and you'll be hard. You'll be hard pressed to find a better top speed. Cool. Mm. Yeah, but everyone knows the important parts of the bottom speed. You need to relax. Uh, you have a condition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just so know yeah, selling as best I can. <laughs> Till's going to go, you know, reacquaint himself and trust Kendall to take care of her own shit for the first oh, your time. First mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, gotta experiment sometime. Does the uh, Adventurers Guild here have the equivalent of like a, a quartermaster 
or is that like you just there's other shops that you just go to yeah you can you can you can find like a variety of different stuff there are shops here that you can go to you can get basic gear from the adventurers guild itself which will have like most of your standard adventuring gear most of your regular equipment I just wanted to, if the Adventurers Guild did, I was going to sell them back three of the machine guns that we took. Well, I was saying, oh, yeah, how they'll, much gold they'll buy those we, off you. How much gold can we get for the armory that we looted and didn't and aren't going to use all the weapons off? Yeah, you can you can sell all the equipment back for half price to the Adventurers Guild. Question. Okay. Before we do that. I'm going to keep the energy pike, though. Before we do that, um, as far as parts go for repairing and building dust runners... Would we get, would we be able to get more value out of those weapons as like a parts exchange than just straight up selling them for gold? Uh, you'd get more value out of selling them. They're, they are not made of the right parts for being used in machines. Okay, just want to check. You'd have to reforge them into the pieces you need. Would like to grind up these AK 47s and turn them into half of an Abrams deck. <laughs> How video games work. Yeah. I'm just saying, never. <laughs> no, that's a valid question. Also, I said parts exchange, not use them as parts. Like, yeah. like you give me, you know, I give you, I give you three machine guns. You give me a truckload of scrap, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, and I don't, I don't know how the the workshops are rated, but sometimes there's a difference between a workshop and a foundry. <laughs> <laughs> this- there definitely is. <laughs> In this particular case, or do any of that though? In the category two, I think there's a foundry in it. Just head to the Adventurers Guild and meet up, meet back up with everybody. Yeah, I will. Uh, if we're if we're going to actually meet up at some point, I will. If we're not meeting up in the workshop, I will leave Tollbarn to guard the Dust Runner, not because of the Dust Runner, but because of what's attached to its back right now. So everybody's back in the uh, Adventurers Guild now? Sounds like it. Awesome. Got a payment and some extra supplies we could barter for. Well, I finished my initial analysis of the Dust Runner. It's going to be fairly expensive to repair. It's in sort of a state of half-construction at the moment, which means that we're going to need uh, roughly... Um, so what's the what's the credit value per gold, William? Uh, like one gold... One is, credit is a copper. One credit is a copper, so one gold is 100, co- 100 credits? Yes. So add another, add another two zeros to this number, I guess. Yes. Uh... <laughs> We're going to need roughly. Oh no! Sorry, you did get paid two hundred thousand credits. I was dividing by hundreds rather than tens. Yes, you you did get paid two two hundred thousand uh, galactic credits. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> roughly a hundred thousand, one hundred sixty-five thousand credits to finish repairing this dust runner. Well, that's probably going to take a while to acquire. Hmm. Yes, we have to hang it up wherever we end up going. You can stay here it, for now, but... Is it worth bringing along, or do we... Well, there's already 
there's already a hundred uh, 165,000 credits worth of parts on it. So, all right. Yes, it's worth bringing along. At the very least, as a platform for future upgrades and construction. And at the worst, as a armored, uh, at the worst, it's an armored gun platform, which I'm sure someone can make use of. So, has there been any news since we've been back? Anything that I've missed? We have a ship incoming. Courtesy of... Really? It's Fairchild's father. Wondering how we manage that? Seems fortuitous. Mistel gives a tiny snort. Or are we back? We're back. Yeah, that's, everybody I, mm-hmm. okay. We're back. Yeah, everybody's back in the bar now. Mm-hmm. We're in the area, at least, not necessarily yeah. in mm-hmm. the same. Oh well, yeah. Room. Mm-hmm. So, that's at least one leg of logistics. Well, handled. Though, did Janya? say anything about further steps beyond here? She told us we'd find our first ally on the station here, but that, I think, was felt like sort of a single breadcrumb, and then Yes, no, we have no we have basically nothing else to go on right now. Alright, well, I'm sure what we found isn't going to have consequences further down the line. We could if the Void Elf flotilla had what we discovered in their possession, if we look for them, we could find out where they got it. And if we find out where they got it, we may have an idea of at least a general area of perhaps where this individual we're supposed to be on the lookout. Some information on them may be back there, or they may have some. We could look for the flotilla. I'm slightly... I assume they'll want it back, though. <laughs> I'm slightly... Does that mean the Cambrian is our new ally? Mm, Seems to be. No. Well, <laughs> depends on your <laughs> definition of ally. Though I'm more, I'm slightly more concerned that the blade is the reason why a dragon attacked the flotilla in the first place. We're assuming um, that's the reason, but be- before I respond the way I want to respond in character, <laughs> Bees didn't hear that right the first time. That was after Bees had left. That you got that information. The flotilla. Yeah, about the yeah. That was all. No, that was, while, was gone, right? that was while we were interrogating the the. Uh... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, okay. Bees would have been right. back for that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, no, because you had the zone of truth. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was. Well. On, yeah. That's when the bees were yeah, on the eyeballs. You were on their eyes yeah. when we learned this information. Yep. Okay. Uh, I mean, we don't know for certain, no. But yeah. the ship that the ship that had it on it was destroyed in the attack. Exactly. Seem uh, of all the ships in the flotilla, kind of thing.
We want to fly the new ship. <laughs> you have to learn how to fly a ship, please. Okay. We know. Do you? You know that you need to learn? Yes. <laughs> Pat on the shoulder. <laughs> Anyways. But yes, we don't really have much to do at the moment. I mean, having a ship is nice, but we don't have anywhere to go unless we want to pursue this. Unless anyone we has any spend other a few ideas. Days. We could also spend a few days and see if there's any any information on the darkest or farthest parts of the Galnet. Um, that's what it's called, right? Yes. Uh, Can we send money? Send money? Yeah, Gideon and us want to send money back to Gideon's moms. Ah, uh, yes. Um, That's nice. And split up this... Uh, everybody can get 333 gold. Now I've got 334 gold. <laughs> um, I will uh, I mechanically I think I'll just take it um, but I, but Bees is just giving it to Gideon or just letting Gideon collect it mm-hmm. you just pull out one cred stick and then jab several smaller cred sticks into the big one <laughs> and pass them out Ace J. Should I just take both of ours and then I can remember to give it to Gideon next week? Yeah. Sweet. Six mark, mark, yeah, mark down gold. your stuff for Gideon. Oh, yeah. This one's the party fund. These ones are individual funds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's reasonably generous. <laughs> As Till vastly undersells the fact that this is about a hundred times as much money as he's ever seen in his life. Till, uh, can can we make an insight check on on Till to to try to read that? Ooh. I'm fine with it. Sure. Yeah, you can probably tell he's kind of shocked by that quantity of funds. Till, what's wrong? Is that not enough money? <laughs> no, it's fine. What's wrong? Oh, is it different money? You'll find that in the galaxy, there's lots of different types of money, bees. It doesn't smell as good as the money back home. No? What's the money back home smell like? Swamp. Uh, makes sense. Till, could I see your pistols? Which ones? <laughs> the ones that you use to shoot people with. Like four guns come out on the table that you you can, Coltard would be able to tell, have been scavenged over the last 
you know, 72 hours from various people we've killed. Are they all the same kind or are there two? Uh, No. So he's got uh, two uh, pistols and one heavy. Actually, he's got three. Yeah. Two, two standard pistols and one heavy revolver. So sort of pulls a couple of them over to him, looks at him, looks at the quality. Hmm. Do you feel best using one or two? Equally. Now, if you'd like, I could uh, put some modifications into these. It would take a little bit of time, but could make them a little bit more comfortable in your grip. And uh, He spins the heavy revolver over the table towards you. I'm going to be working with that one primarily. Takes it, slides the other two back. Also, for anyone else, if you have any weapons you would like modified, I can, I can do a few things. Like what? Well, it depends on what you're looking for, bees. But for instance, this he says as he as he holds up the pistol. And um, William, can I, can I just? Do you need me to actually do like shopping for the stuff, or can I just trade like money for parts, kind of thing? Yeah, when you're when you're on a major city, you can just trade money for parts. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna assume if you're if you're away from like major supply lines, and you might need to go shopping around. But for right, the most cool. part, whenever you're when you are at a void gate, especially, you can trade money for parts. Cool. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dump some of the money that I just got into this gun for tell, um, because it's what I do, uh, and he begins to. Like he pulls out a series of tools, puts them on the table as he's having this conversation with you, and begins to take apart this gun. Uh, as I do, I am going to be... Hang on. I'm going to be lightening the frame. And so you sort of watch as he, as he begins to take off bits and pieces of the side plating of the gun, uh, mm-hmm. and then pulls out a file... Pulls out what looks like a fairly like heavy duty uh, file and begin sort of like grinding away aspects of the not well put together, but still was previously solid barrel Um, pulls out a few other bits and pieces that he attaches onto it. That seem like much shinier, much newer pieces of tech and hardware. Um, I'm going to, as I'm doing this uh, till, do you often find yourself needing to conceal these? I haven't recently, but it couldn't hurt, I suppose. Um, and what's your what's your what's your martial arts die? Where's it capped at right now? Right now it's a D eight. D eight. Okay, so yeah, that, that's uh, oh, I th- no, sorry, a D six. D six. Okay, so yeah, this will yep. this won't hurt it any more then. Um, well, this won't be this wouldn't be something I would do for everyone, but I feel like you'd be able to make use of it the best. Uh, as he then begins to saw off half of the barrel of the heavy revolver with a plasma torch. Um, <laughs> he, can, he attaches a few additional things to it. He sharp, he, he, uh, he um, polishes down the grip to where it's more in line because uh, the, the grip as it was is definitely more for like a more humanoid, like uh, elf or human hand considering that specifically there were human and void elf bandits we were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, sh- he sort of shapes it down to where it's a lot more lighter weight and more conforms to a, uh, to a avian grip. Um, Dope. For the comfort grip. 
as this is happening, the bees, which were sort of going out watching with interest, are sort of slowly withdrawing back into the hive. <laughs> um. Uh, did bees get bored? <laughs> no, bees was going to ask whatever cool thing that 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 Coltarn was going to do was going to ask him to do it to their stingers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but new. Now, now doesn't, doesn't, want it, doesn't want it anymore. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I expand. I add another cylinder. I add another cylinder to the revolver barrel, um, and also add a a small magical reflex sight that will basically, as you raise it to aim, will raise a small blue pearl of light just above. You know, just above the what would what would normally be the iron sights to give mm-hmm. you a much more accurate point to aim at, uh, and also uh, add some uh, add some venting flares, uh, add some add some venting flares into the uh, into the what remains of the snub nose barrel uh, in order to let it off gas to the sides more than the back to reduce the kickback. So I spend 180 gold on parts. Um, and now your heavy revolver uh, has its maximum range reduced by 100. Okay. Uh, has uh, its reload value increased by 1. Cool. Uh, uh, has the concealed quality, um, which is, uh, it gets a, uh, has a, has a concealed quality and also has a plus 4 bonus to sleight of hand checks to hide the weapon. Um, is 5 pounds lighter. Has uh has its damage dice reduced two steps, so it goes from a D eight, it goes from a D eight to a D four, but it doesn't matter for you because you're a monk. it'll at least drop a, it'll just be a D six. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and it gains one, two, three, four, and it gains plus four on attack rolls with it, so long as you are in close Jesus. range, plus three on attack rolls if it's in long range. Okay. Yep, that's a and that's so, a heck of a gun, especially at level five. <laughs> finishes doing that, and by the time he's finished doing it, basically what was sort of like the the what I imagine was like sort of the slightly dinged and rusty uh, uh, metal with sort of like plastic wrapped handle grip slides it back to you. It is a significantly lighter weapon, uh, and it is now sort of like a uh, uh, sort of a chrome. Uh, a, a chrome uh, magitech feel to it with a um, with a still a plastic grip but a much more smoothly polished plastic grip that feels a lot better in your hands and seems like it's designed to accommodate the length of your fingers and the and the you know the amount of weight that you're more ideally designed to carry yeah till we'll scoop it up check to make sure it's not currently loaded <laughs> Flip it back and forth, spin it from palm to palm, and it yeah, and it's like excellent. Carries one more round before you need to reload it. Mm-hmm. But yes, spins the chamber with the with the with uh, available parts and some credits. I'm able to modify most everybody's weapons in this sort of fashion. If anyone would like things like that.
Now, all right. This one is more of an accurate piece as opposed to what I could do with something larger, as give it more kick. But for you, I figured accuracy and lightness would be more valuable. It Magitech. certainly does. What was that, Craig? Does it have Magitek ammo? You know, chung 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 chung. That is a very very old Final Fantasy VI joke. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. Uh, we're we're doing we're doing a show. I don't want to slow the pace down. <laughs> the five minute explanation it would take. Let's just move on. All right. No, well, somebody say something. Move back to dead joke. Sorry, I was, I was, I was coming up with a name for that pattern. Hang on. <laughs> um. So, do we have any idea when this ship is going to be arriving? We can try to gather some more information while we wait for it. He says, looking at Till. <laughs> Number of hours. We've got a bit of time, and the captain will apparently be reaching out to Miss Fairchild, I believe, uh, upon arrival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Till now has the first Fearstall pattern pistol. How do you spell that? It's in chat. Okay. It's in roll 20. Okay. Which I've determined is dwarven for uh, steel the weight of a feather. Nice. Fearstall. Well then, we have a wep- We have an item that we should research, particularly if we want to get rid of it and keep it from falling into the hands of anyone else. We still could use some more credits if anyone wants to find jobs. Well, I don't know that we'll be able to complete jobs within the next 24 hours, but if you can find something short-term before the vessel arrives. We don't necessarily need to leave immediately. Yes, it's good, probably imperative that we keep this thing moving, but it's been here for a while. Well, I'm going to take a bit of a rest because I don't know about the rest of you, but I got beat up a little bit by a lightning bolt from a void elf. <laughs> Marouge just looks down at the scorched ceramic <laughs> scorch mark on his chest. That's where we all looked at. That does room. sound like a good idea. Mistel is going to get food and she will leave the group without saying anything. Um, are you trying to sneak off? Yeah. No, no, she's simply just leaving. (laughs) Apparently bees is. (laughs) No, bees are just, we'll just sort of turn and follow. Okay. Where are we going? I'm going to get food. Okay. Let's go. Before they leave, Coltarn (laughs) is flipping through his journal to finish writing down some notes about the thing he just did. Looks down, looks up. <laughs> Bees, when did you steal paper from my journal? 
Why well, can't hear you? Getting food. Bye. <laughs> I finally used my journal enough to get to where that note was. <laughs> I was there's a, track. There's like there's the note that just says like I owe you one paper, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Written in wax. Or it's just a, no, it's just a picture of bees. Right. It was it was the paper that you tried to use to show that you had like driver's license or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's just it's just a picture. Oh, that's right. No, we tore it out. Never mind. Yeah, because you tore it out and it's just a picture of bees now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a license is. Yeah. Just a picture of bees. That's all a license has ever been. Um. Before I get up and go. rest as well i'm just gonna let everybody that's still there know um i have a few more questions uh that i thought of since we turned over those uh individuals from the compound um i'll probably stop by and ask them tomorrow if anybody wants to come with and has more questions of their own just letting you know where I'll be for a bit tomorrow. Oh, I don't have any more questions, but I appreciate the information. Uh, what floor? Wait, do do we have we have rooms here, right? Yes, that we paid for. Okay, what floor are those on? Uh, probably second floor. Okay, Till's going to. Actually, look around and see what Kendall's doing. Kendall, you left Kendall somewhere else. She hasn't been in this room. I thought. I thought we were all in the well, bar. We, we were still. all at the guild. We weren't necessarily all at the bar. Yeah, I'm not in that because okay. you were like, I'm going to leave you to do your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you guys have been talking. So okay. she's somewhere else right now. All right. Till's going to go find Kendall then, wherever she's at. Hmm. Um,. Honestly, probably in the same room. Not like standing in the exact... She froze. Right. (laughs) No, she's... Sitting somewhere wherever... I'm assuming it was like their room or something. She's sitting down. Okay. Flipping through a book. Hey. What's up? Till will, if she wasn't there, then yeah, yeah. Till will have grabbed her money and just okay, hand, yeah, he'll hand over your side. We got paid. Mm. Oh, okay. So this is yours. Is that a lot for me? Like, it doesn't look like okay. Fair enough. What's this enough for like a banana? <laughs> right. <laughs> She's not going to say it's that. Banana that tail. What could it cost? $10? Right. Yeah. <laughs> One banana. What could it cost? 10 platinum? Cool. Put it away. Um, Verouge is going to go back to the Void Keepers at some point uh, because he thought of a few more questions to ask uh, and left an open invitation if anybody wants to do that. Mistel's off getting food with bees. Okay. Coltarn fixed my gun into something 
kind of fantastic. Uh, and I think the Dust Runner is his new best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most of us are going to get a rest to recover from, you know, all the lightning and stuff. Yeah, I still don't, I, I don't remember any lightning, but okay. It was, you were, you asked if we were doing all right, and I said yes, and then lightning happened, and then you showed up afterwards. Right, well, you told me to stay in one place. And I appreciate you doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your father is scary. Oh, he's not that bad. To you. Please bear that in mind. He's not scary to you because he's your father. To to normal people, he's scary, all right? He's... I don't know why. I mean, yes, okay. For his business stuff, he can be, he can put on this scary face. I've certainly seen that before. But, I mean, that's something inherently intimidating about a man who can buy and sell your entire life without it being an issue. Hmm? And there's just this, this this blink of like I don't understand, but don't worry, it'll be he's fine. Like if he was angry, you definitely know it. Right. That's what's the scary part. Wait, there's huh? something much safer about someone who gets angry, but it's not an issue. You know? No? Is there anybody you know who, if they got angry, it wouldn't really affect you one way or another? Um... I mean, somebody I know personally or just in general? Or just in general, sure. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess. Right. So you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to make them angry, right? Right, right. Your father is the sort of person that I have to worry every minute of every day if I'm going to make him angry. Hmm. Just well, a little comparing. I do, I'm tired. Pay me no I, mind. I'm... No, no. It's good. You're fine. You're fine. So I guess the answer is make him think. We make him think there's never any reason for him to be angry. Exactly. Till's just going to leave it there. <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good enough conclusion for him. He's happy with that. <laughs> so we will be lying to my father going forward. <laughs> I mean it'd be easiest if that sort of conclusion was not something we had to lie in order to, you know, be uh, plausible. But 
yeah. Okay. I'm going to go sleep, I think, for a bit. Okay. Wake me up if you need anything. Okay. Of course. And that's what Till's going to go do. <laughs> yep. I feel like there's lots of secret messaging going on right now, so I'm going to be a voice in the darkness. Well, that's actually just me doing something side, so like unrelated to the game right now, but uh, I also had to type up the ship that you're going to be dealing with soon. So Dealing with soon, yeah. That sounds ominous. It does. I'm going to repair Tolbar a bit and leave him to guard while I go to my room and pass out. Mistel will get food, which her definition is a large tray of cakes and sweets, and go to her room, I'm assuming, with bees. Yeah, bees will get if they've got sugar water or dessert board or whatever or yeah they got a yeah. charcuterie heck they don't call <laughs> wasps meat bees for nothing it's true and horrible oh yeah um so i i and i would assume uh that um uh that gideon is with us i'm assuming Are you okay? Did you get hurt? Me? Yeah. I'm I'm as okay as I was the last time you asked. Okay. I just I think I need to avoid Kendall right now. That's a good idea. We don't want to see her either. They just I don't I don't think I'm mad at her, but I just, I don't want to make anything worse right now, so. You didn't make anything worse. Till said they did what they did because they're stupid, like a larva. I don't think that's what Till meant. Okay. I think I just need some time. Definitely time to rest. With you, though. I I like you, Bees. We like you, too. Do you want to talk about... Sort of buzzing for a second. How Kando is stupid? (laughs) I, I, I don't think she's stupid. Okay. If you want to talk about that, I won't discourage you. No. It's okay. Do you want to talk about different flowers? Sure. We can talk about flowers. Um, And thus bees enters into idle banter. Yeah. One time we tasted a flower and it looked like this and it tasted like this. And then another time we tasted a flower and it was in the swamp and it was wet. And then something came out and tried to eat us. And then another time, we found another flower. And those are our favorite flowers. And they grow on vines. And you have to watch out for them. Because some of them aren't flowers. They're animals that will eat some of us. But 
then we learn how to eat them. And then we really like those flowers and those animals. That's like double lunch. And it just will keep going, occasionally stopping to say, almost as if reciting from memory, and what kind of flowers do you like? And pausing briefly for Mistel to say something. During all of this, like Mistel is listening and amused, but a part of her is also kind of distant and not quite as bubbly as she normally is. Let's see if I pick up on that. I think so. Was it 21? Yeah, probably. Definitely. Um, bees will eventually sort of sort of quiet down um, and then eventually say, do you, do you just want to sleep? We can watch the door. I, sleeping would be nice. Okay. Thank you. We'll watch the door. Some of us are awake all the time. Thank you, please. Okay. The um at this point where I, I would assume back in the room, at this point the um the hive armor just sort of collapses and sort of slumps over and uh the some of the most of the bees swarm into it, but some of it some of them come out and just start sort of lazily swooping around the room. Mistel will just curl up on a pillow and fall asleep. Meanwhile, yeah, those who are still downstairs, are you? Is everyone just getting rest right now, or is there anything else that needs to happen for the next few hours? I, think- I know Varush needs to go talk to the to the uh, to the captain of the void keepers here. Oh, I thought he was oh, yeah. resting first. Yeah, I was I was gonna rest first. Okay, so we're all resting. resting first there. Yeah, I think we're all resting. You can all get a long rest in. Yay, spell slots. My Yay. friends. Head oh. points, my friend. I have so few of you. Did I up did I update my hit points? I don't. <laughs> One, two, three. I'm up um, to fifty-four. Paladins, I believe their spell casting is like clerics, where you get the whole list, but you can only prepare. Yeah, you can okay. only prepare a certain number. That's what I, I'm changing. One of my first level spells out. Rangers are the only half casters that don't follow their full caster. Mm. Because for some reason they wanted to gimp rangers by giving them a limited number of spells now. Uh, let's see. I'm going to swap up Searing Smite for Command. Uh, I'm swapping out um, of the long rest. I'm going to swap out um uh Tasha's caustic brew because it has done nothing so far uh with elemental blade all right uh, and then yeah I'll head over to 
Void Keepers. Oh, and I'm also swapping out Finger Guns for Diamond Edge. Before Verouge heads out, Till's going to sort of try and check and see if Kendall specifically, but if it looks like anybody else is going to go along. Um, no, I don't think so. Not for, not for going to talk to that. Is, what is Mistel doing? Is Mistel going to go? Um, this is after she rests? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. She's not really going to be around a bunch of people right now. Um, also, uh, at the end of my long rest, I'm swapping my repeating shot to the heavy revolver that I've got. And I am, unfortunately, deactivating the enhanced weapon on Mistel's short sword. So, Mistel, your short sword is no longer a plus one short sword. Uh, and I'm going to be creating an armor of magical strength. Wait, it's no longer plus one. Yeah, it's no longer plus one. The infusion Why falls you hate off me? because I'm, I'm I, I because I'm weak. Uh, <laughs> I'm creating armor. I of magical very strength. much appreciate that entire exchange. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only I can only have two infusions right now. I see how it is. It's fine. Look, battlesmiths really only use their are really primarily use their infusions on themselves. So, um, as Varush heads out to speak with the Void Keepers, is anyone going with them? I'm going to stay behind because I don't want to leave the I don't want to leave the demon blade defended by only Tolbar. Okay, that's all right. It was just going to be a couple questions. It was going to be long. So after after Varush leaves, um, out of the back office comes uh, Karos, who finds the group of you that remain. Probably speaking directly to Till. Now, Kendall would be there because wherever Till's at, yes. that's probably where Kendall is. Yeah, yeah. So, the, no, the, Kendall is so probably finding the two of you. All right, Dust Knights. I've received some information that might be relevant for you. My okay. favorite type of information. Well, first off, I have received a notice that you've got a ship incoming. Uh-huh. You've got the, the Gulnash Wolkir coming in, piloted by Captain Zafnash. Till will remember this. <laughs> Jack will need notes. <laughs> yep. I don't have the Orcish document open in front of me, so I don't know what that means. But Coltarn does.
Excellent. Gulnash Volkir. Zephnash. These are words. Er, because because Coltarn speaks Orcish. Uh, the Gulnash Volkir would be the, the metal beast of Volkir, which is the Orcish homeworld. Ah. And the captain is Captain Zephnash, which is a name, but if you wanted to right. translate the name as individual words, Zephnash would be the unbreakable fang. Gotcha. He's badass. Cool. No, he just got he's got metal dentures. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's bitey. I like it. <laughs> he's just got a really fancy grill. That's why he's got the name. <laughs> hey man. Do your do your thing. Live your best life. We're not gonna dull your sparkle cap. Mm. Well, that's good news. And as far as your mission goes, aside from protecting the artifact that you located, which will be relevant. Yep. I'm not going to ask how you know about that, because it seems like you know about everything. I'm just going to comment on it's sitting in their living room. They probably know about it. Sitting in a workshop. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. And sealed away. You did bring it into my guild house. I don't know if you expect that a tarp is going to stop me from identifying things that get brought into my guild house. But aside from that. You're going to want to keep it moving, but you're also going to need to accrue strength, because if you're going to be destined heroes, you need to actually be able to fulfill your destiny and not die. (laughs) Uh There's There's a variety of ways you can earn that kind of strength. You can go hunting for artifacts, you can seek great battles, you can make yourselves heroes and gain allies, make friends with the galaxy. What are your thoughts on where you want to go? I mean, I usually just ask my dad. But in this case, where would be, where would the primary Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I didn't know. No, if, no, you're good. I didn't know if you were stop, done talking or not. Because no, you're you're good. Okay. Where would the, uh, this is a question for the GM? Where would the like primary like uh, location of worshippers of soul be? Uh, anywhere there's a major city, primarily. Like you'll find you'll find soul worshippers all over the galaxy. Like if, but... if, if, in, as for, an, for an equivocation, on Earth, if I were to look for Christians, I would go to Rome. Like, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, but similarly, you'll find Christians literally everywhere. I understand that, but you that that's what I'm talking about. Like a, like a bastion of like, this is where there are lots of people that particularly practice this faith, or follow this, this deity in this case. Um... As opposed to just the various bits and pieces that are everywhere. (laughs) 
the probably the what would be considered the like strongest bastion of the worship of Saul um would be the what is colloquially known as the Star City which is a massive artificial planet built entirely constructed uh as an edifice to Saul um that orbits the galactic core so it's like in the middle of the divide yeah okay it's in the it's at the minimum safe distance around the galactic core basically well if i was looking for a place to find inspiration for how to remove an artifact such as that from existence i would think what was it, the Star City? The, the, Star, the Star City. City. Yeah. It's literally the Star yeah. City. I would think the Star City would be a good place to visit at the very least. You can certainly find the amount of people there with a wide variety of knowledge. Oh, that's just an idea. I say as I look at the others. But I've got potential leads for you based on what you want to do you want to find magical artifacts to enhance yourselves? Do you want to get combat experience, or do you want to find people in need of help? Is it called Soul because it's near a star? Soul is the name of a deity. Oh. It's a very big, bright dragon. the dragon goddess of time and order. What's a deity? Oh, That's a very my. good question, Bees. I got a four on my religion. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, some may say it's the ultimate question, Bees. Okay. Does, does that mean I did good? It's <laughs> a very good question to ask, Bees. Okay. I'm not really equipped to get into matters of theology with you right now, bees, but who's that? Theology, I don't know her. <laughs> and that's why I'm not equipped for it. But yes, based on what you want to do, I can provide you with some more specific advice and potential leads you are muted holly sorry uh quietly mr will say i want to help people yeah i want to not or we want to not be killed by demons don't we all I think so. I think that's why we're here. We think so. We think that's why we're here. Sorry. Well, in that regard, if you're looking for a altruistic mission, the world of Severinus very recently has been reinstated to the galactic scene after a long period of time being separated from all that exists. Wait, what? 
there's a world not too far from here in the galactic scale known as Severinus that has until a few months ago been completely off the galactic grid. Okay. Separated by a combination of a totalitarian regime owning the world and a surprisingly thick environmental atmosphere that tends to trap radio signals in and prevent good view of the outside world. They've very recently been liberated by another group of adventurers from said tyrannical reign. But they're still dealing with problems. Said empire was a known factor of demonology. And there's still quite a bit of their creations running amok. And the newly established government could probably use some veteran adventurers to bring relevant supplies that I could provide you and shut down what remains of the old empire's demon crafting ordeals. I feel like that would require you to have some veteran adventurers. Or some who need to be veterans rather quickly. Well, doesn't sound like one for us. Sorry. But if you want to help people, the people of Severinus are sorely in need of help. Oh, okay. Mr. that's what you wanted, right? Yes. Do you want to do this one? It depends on what the rest of the group wants. Seems as, it sounds good. Seems as fine a job to as any. And even if Farouge isn't here, it feels like that's kind of right up his alley, too. What does it pay? I'll be giving you a adventurous stipend of 3,000 uh, gold credits to start out and get you going, along with the variety of supplies that you'll be delivering. The individuals there have... Not much in the way of galactic currency, having been separated from the galactic scene for a long time, but a variety of mystical arts and potential advanced technology from long ago that has been located there that might be of use to you. And where is this exactly? About 12,000 light years anti-spinward. All right. Provide the exact coordinates. Seems the right direction to me. Not to mention these individuals being involved with demonic activity might have some clues about what was going on because while we haven't been able to contact that world for centuries, the forces of Zarheim have had their hand there the entire time. Can we leave the demon sword with you? You missed that the seems o- like a bad plan. You missed the opening volley of should probably keep it moving, please. Okay. Could someone else keep it moving? No. 
Okay. It's our job now, bees. Okay. Bees are sort of slowly getting quieter and mostly receding into the hive armor. Um, <clears throat> William, with my previous nature role on bees, notwithstanding, um, could I make another nature roll to see if I know of what might be a calming scent to bees? Something like, like an anxiety-soothing smell? Sure. Let's see if I can roll better this time with my massive brain. Can I, can I argue that, uh, that Coltern should get advantage because bees has been talking a lot about smells recently? Sure. Yeah. Would that be a nature roll or what? That'd be a nature roll, yeah. Twelve. <laughs> I mean, twelve's enough. You can you you can remember some specific flowers that bees has mentioned that it enjoys the scent of, and probably like sugars in general, uh, humid uh, humid air, so warm warm uh, air flow with decent water content. Swampy smells. Methane's yeah. a big plus. So having uh, hearing bees's reluctance to be near the sword. It's understandable. Um, very quickly pull out some bits and pieces and uh, piece together uh, what looks almost like um, almost like if you made a like a like a um, if you made like a um, like a like a uh, uh, oh god I can't think of the name of the particular type of vial but like the the kind of vial that you like store blood samples and things in um, uh, looks like a miniaturized mechanical vial. Like if you were to take like an eyedropper and turn it into a vial instead of an eyedropper, mm-hmm. um, made of you know various bits of technology with a with a um, with a button on top of it and a few different gaskets, um, and the button is intentionally very like bright, uh, brightly colored in comparison to the rest of it to be a thing that's very obvious that would that would very obviously entice somebody to press it, um. And as they finish putting this together, sort of hold it up. Bees, would you try something out for me? Okay. And I'll hold this out toward bees. Um, what what is what does the other end of it look without look like without the button? Like it looks like a vial, but like if the vial was not didn't have a hole, didn't have an opening, and just a button on yeah. top. Yeah, but but the bottom side is it's, it's, it's like just rounded. rounded. Yeah, smooth and rounded. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so uh, a small group of the of the torch bees, the mage hand, essentially come out and will surround it. What do we do? Just take it back to you and press that button on top. Okay. They start to move and then they stop. Wait, does this explode? No. Do you promise? I promise. Okay. okay. Uh, they fly it all the way back. Um, and then we'll push the button. Whatever scent bees finds particularly uh, anxiety reducing. It just sort of like uh, when you hit the button, several gaskets along the side of it just open and release uh, an invisible, just like a just an invisible puff of air um, from all around it. And it is a, intention, a, a, a smell that is designed to reduce anxiety in bees. Um. Oh, well, that's nice. And bees, make another charisma saving throw for me. 
Mm. There's just sort or of a be banished. There's a contented buzzing. Listen, I just went <laughs> yeah, with the first spell I know of that requires a charisma save. Zone of truth. Um, Fourteen. So, as much as you don't like the presence of the sword. There is something in you that rails against the idea of anyone else getting their hands on it. You're not certain what it comes from, but there's something in you that says that sword needs to be protected from anyone who would want to use it. Okay. And you don't know if you trust anyone else to do that. Colton, does this do this every time we push the button? Every time. It's self it's self-refilling. Yay, we're keeping it. It disappears inside the armor. And there's just sort of a, a contented content again, just like a but multiplied. Um and the bees that are still outside are just sort of making little loops. And then they say, Okay, we'll take it with us. But nobody touch it. That's the plan. Okay. So with with picking up with Varouche as he heads back to the to the void keepers, as you as you start to walk your way across, um, you're not a hundred feet out from the out from the uh, the Adventurers Guild house before Jasira is walking along at your shoulder. <laughs> I do that and look over. Fuck the Dwight thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hi. I'm coming with you when you leave. Just quietly. We'll need to talk it over with my party members. But why? He kind of pauses for a second and like inhales. Because my mother made that sword. Meanwhile, back in the back in the building, the sword goes, Mother made I? <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's helpful to know. Um, and what are your plans once you're on our ship? Stop that sword from doing what it wants to do. Insight check. <laughs> I have an inspiration. Go for it. Uh, that was a natural one for everybody at home. Yep. <clears throat> 23. That's there a lot go. better. Significantly. With her 22. <laughs> you pick up a sincerity born of vehemence. Like, there is a hate in her 
for that sword and what it represents for her and her family and her history. You don't think that you can imagine someone despising an inanimate object more than Jasira seems to despise that sword. And you do not think she's lying. <laughs> All right. Just make a mental note of that. All right. Can work with that. And is it just going to be you? If you need the help of my if you need the help of my people, I can provide it, but it only needs to be me. Well, I've got no problem then. Here to join us for a while. Can ask them on the way back or when we return. They're at the Adventurers Guild, I'm sure you've noticed. Mm. Um, I'm going to pay our friends a visit from the other day, one last. Fair enough. Welcome to join me. Well, you seem kind of lonely walking all by yourself. No. Not too bad. Let's go. And she just sort of falls in step next to you. All right. So, yeah, head to the Void Gate or Void Keeper's office and um, ask after Rindar and Hanameth. So you uh you make it back and uh the captain uh, you are acknowledged by the the captain as you enter uh who like you tell them who you're looking for All right uh, have you got any let any held up questions I can go ahead and show you to them Yes just a, a pair that uh I hadn't thought of until afterwards sometime uh, should just take a, a couple moments. Uh, it's fine if they're in the same room. Actually, it might work a little bit better. All right. I'll put them in an interrogation room for you. They, uh, I'll leave, yeah, I'll leave my weapons. Oh, I didn't come here with any weapons, actually. I'll say that. So, mm -hmm. uh, They don't need to be cuffed. You can uncuff them once they're inside the room. All right. I'll have a guard stationed at the door, though. That's that's fine. Good luck. Give me five minutes. I'll wait. A few minutes go by, and eventually you're given the signal that you're clear to go in. All right. I go inside. Good morning, friends. 
The two Void Elves look up from the table they're seated at. You again. Me again. And as I like lean, like lean forward on one of the chairs, I'll cast Zone of Truth again in the room. I don't they don't even try. Yeah. Uh mark that off. Um two questions for each of you. All right. What was the last sector that your ship was in when it was attacked? And the uh, Anameth speaks up probably halfway between Invara and the Coalition territory. Invara's over here, isn't it? No, it's over here. Uh, or am I not looking? Invara's on this end of the divide. Right, I'm yeah. I'm on the GM yeah. layer. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you're like, on the GM layer. I don't see shit, man. I'm I'm scrolling up and down. I don't see shit. <laughs> okay, all right. Invara's right here. Okay. All right, and perhaps the most important question, especially seeing as where you're sitting right now, is your flotilla in direct contact or under patronage of a fiend, devil, or other malicious extraplanar entity? No, both of them say at once, sort of like, why the hell would you assume that? Not assuming anything, just asking. Uh, all right, then. Well, if I run into your flotilla at any point, I'll give them your locations. Um, that is all I had for you. I'll walk over the door, open it up, enjoy your stay, and then I'll leave <laughs> and go back. Unless they have something on the way out. Nope. All right. They look more confused than anything. All right. But yeah, I'll head back to the Adventurers Guild. Got everything you're looking for? The captain says as you exit. Yes. I just had a last minute thought before I fell asleep last night and figured I'd ask. But playing over some details. That's I got what I needed. Fair enough. We'll detain them for a little while. Void elves are a diplomatic nightmare, though. Their flotillas get real uppity if you hold them on. If you hold on to them for too long, they like to do justice their way. Yeah, so let them know that if I ran into the flotilla, and let them know. But uh, I'll let you handle, since it's your job. Yeah, it is. Um, Good luck on your task. Yes, I will be leaving the station uh, soon. So if you need to get a hold of us or any, if you have any new information or gather any new information, uh, you can reach me on my communicator. I appreciate it.
I'll be in touch if I need if I need anything or if anything new comes up. We'll try our best to make ourselves available should the need arise. And I'll head out. And I'm assuming that by you're about to leave, you mean you're the ones that are on that ship that just got an emergency charter for landing about five minutes ago. <laughs> Did they tell me the name of the ship? Uh, yeah, the Gulnash will Oh, no, sorry, you did not get the name. You didn't get it yeah. because you left before before Karos walked yeah. in. Um, possibly. I'm not familiar with... I don't know the name of the ship that's coming in. I just know that one was coming in short notice. Oh, the Gulnash Volkir just pulled in under Captain Zephnash. So if that's your ship, they're about to be here. Then I should hurry. Um. But yes, uh, that sounds vaguely. That's probably our ship. I have no idea how, who, how this is connected, but yes. You make your way back. Yeah. He doesn't know what shell companies Fairchild runs things through. <laughs> yeah. You get back. By the way, Varush, we found a ship coming in. It's called the Golden National Cure. <laughs> ah, it's here. Oh, yeah, I just saw him pulling up on the way. Yeah. The valet just took the keys. My communicator went off and it said Uber's here. <laughs> I didn't order an Uber. I was very confused. <laughs> this isn't my yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you make it back. Why yeah. is there blood in the booth? Uh so yeah, I come back and Jasir's in tow. Oh, um, hello. Yes. Uh Hi. She expressed some interest that she'd be she'd like to leave on the ship with us. And I'm not entirely against the idea. But it's not just my decision. I walk up. I get up Find away from the table. I walk up to Varouche. And I'm going to do an insight check on him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if he's being mind controlled right now. <laughs> oh, the thing that Cambians are kind of known for? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm mostly that I don't I don't know if Camions are known for that. Mostly it's uh Varush is being the opposite of what Varush was yesterday. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. A thirteen. Uh I mean, yeah, he's pretty open. He's he's being honest. Uh you can see that there yeah, there's still apprehension there. Mm-hmm. But um uh he he he's not holding his sidearm like hand resting on it <laughs> or on the heavy blade or anything. He's just no, it also didn't bring them if I recall. Yeah. Well, yeah. Was, yeah, so I just like like I like walked up to the roosh, I hang him up and down. He's not fidgeting. <laughs> Are you okay, Varoosh? 
I've been better, but yes, I'm fine. Blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> Stop stealing my lines. Yes. If you're okay with it, then I'm fine. Oh yeah, the more the merrier. All right then. <laughs> Turn look at bees. Me. Yeah, bees missile. Bees missile until. That's fine. Of course. Bees. If Mistle and Gideon are okay with it, I'm okay with it. Hello. Hi. Is uh, Karos still in here with us? Yes. Bees. Hi, Till. Can I borrow a piece of your armor? What? Might I borrow a piece of your armor? No. Do you mind if I scrape off a little bit of the outside hive bit? <laughs> yes. The bees sort of back up. Uh, the, the torch bees withdraw towards the hive, and the hive armor takes a few shuffling steps backwards away from Till. Something the matter. Right. Something the matter, Till. Bees armor has unique visual aspects to it. The hive is concealing most of it, but if it is significant, it might be worth looking into. And Karos being a widely traveled and veteran adventurer, Jasira having her own knowledge of things that general public aren't always aware of. I thought they might be able to weigh in, but if Bees isn't comfortable with it, we can table that for later. Don't touch our hive. It didn't want to touch the hive, just the armor. It's ours. Nobody's going to take it from you. We made it into our hive. It's ours now. Absolutely it's. Till, could you describe what you think is interesting about it without having to touch it? We should go. It's the black and gold features to it. We don't have to talk about this. Bees, are you uncomfortable? I just think we should go. Why are we talking? It's not It's not interesting. It's just, it's... Oh. To the contrary, on it. armor is very like, interesting. Bees, like a hive. It okay. tells a lot about a culture, about the people that made it. I think this is making bees uncomfortable. No, we're we're fine. We're fine. It's just, oh, I, it's like a tree stump. I agree, Mr. That you build My on. curiosity as to why. Well, anyway, bees. Rouge says our new ship is here, so we're probably going to head that direction. Does that sound all right? Yay. Oh, let me go power up the dust runner. Walk it out. Um, bees will sort of shamble off after cold time. We want to watch. Okay. You know, bees have bees have removed themselves from the scene, <laughs> and we are out. If you would, if if you wish to continue, I don't want to stop the scene, but I. Yep. I, 
Master Karos, is there anything else uh, that we should be aware of before we head toward Severinus? Just that you're about to be walking into a people that have not known spaceflight or particularly advanced technology for a couple of centuries. Um, and they, you will be the second visitors from beyond, from beyond the skies in a couple of months. Uh, do we have any reports or briefing from the location? Anybody we should be looking for? Any? The current commander and, well, the current leader of the Free Peoples, now now liberated from the previous empire, is one uh, General Marcus Soland and his advisor, one Lord General Odano. All right. Well, I'll make contact with them and see what's necessary, I suppose. Hmm. In the workshop, as we're getting to the dust runner and starting it up, bees, do you think, out of curiosity, with your ability to turn armor into a hive, do you think that you could turn something like this into a hive? Indicating the exoskeleton-sized mech. Um, I know, I know bees will say yes, no matter what, but, um, is that possible? It's too big. Okay. Like you, you don't, you don't maintain a large enough hive population to do that. Okay. Um, okay. Um, bees say, sure. How would you move it around? You know, with the armor you're wearing, it's lots of bees in the joints, but... We we might need more of us. How many more? Mm, um, how, how, how many more? <laughs> how big would we need to get? Like, four to eight times as many. Okay. Um... I think um I think sort of one actually can I can I just make an intelligence check to see if bees can really even conceptualize that? Yeah, go ahead. Nope. Um, <laughs> more more bees than you've ever seen. Um so um it might as well be all of them. Yeah, bees bees thinks about that for a second and says if if each of us was a swarm, maybe that many. That's a lot of bees. That's a terrifying amount of bees, actually, bees. It's a good amount. Terrifying. Someday. Utterly terrifying. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just settle for teaching you how to pilot one someday. Okay. We'd like that. First, I need to learn the finer points myself. <laughs> Power can, it up. can we help you? Can we help you get this started? It doesn't start very well, bees. It's not quite powerful enough for it to be fully activated. That's okay. But once we fix it up some more, 
I could certainly make one of these pilotable by uh, you. By what a if, you? Yes. What, exactly what if so. you made a bunch of little ones? Well, that would be much easier, they, though they would be less impressive. <laughs> we don't know. We think each of us wearing one of those would be pretty terrifying. <laughs> and they try to they try to match Coltarn's cadence. Let's find out. I'm going to very quickly use my magical tinkering for the second time today uh, and make a teeny tiny toy replica version of a dust runner that does nothing but is a toy replica version of a dust runner. And just an action figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hollowed out like all the all the like as if it was a suit of armor, but just a toy dust runner. And I will put it on B's shoulder. Immediately, bees swarm into it, and then it starts going, and sort of marching across bees' shoulders and the shoulders of the hive armor. Practice with that. Okay. And then we'll get the dust runner moving. <laughs> does it have any any firing mechanism? Yes. No, it's an action. No, figure. it does. It has a spring loaded. It has it has a spring loaded rocket launcher on one arm. And and a spring loaded like arm blade on the other, so the Imme- arm blade will pop out. And the rocket launcher can fire. <laughs> immediately, you see like one one torch beat will slide itself into that, and the others fire it, and that torch beat goes flying <laughs> off. And they just do that repeatedly. I have entertained the bees for now. <laughs> so yes. Uh, Whenever, whenever any remaining conversation is done in the other room, we'll meet them outside in the large dust runner that is half operational, bees, and the tiny dust runner that is fully operational. <laughs> so, is there any other conversation that needs to happen before you head out? As long as everybody's got their shit, I think we're good. Yeah. Jack, I sent you a message in chat. Oh, cool. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you make your way over to the docks. You all see. You, find... you all see that bees has a mini, <laughs> mini dust cutter. <laughs> We're a Dust Runner pilot now. Chung 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 chung. Uh, Miss Fairchild, do you want to take points in this? Since this person is technically yeah, yeah, a... I'm gonna talk. All right. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Oh, you make your way to the hangar that is holding the Golden Ashbolt here, and you are greeted by an enormous of a vehicle uh it is a it is a drifter class starship which means it is designed for a small crew um with light passenger capacity but it's still even that is a significant size ship uh it is is shaped like an axe head where it it is narrows down to a fine point with like a, a heavy metal ram mounted to the front and then broadens out as it as it gets closer to the back, where the or where the like massively up jumped engines sit at the back with a bristling array of guns. Um, 
the entire ship is painted black with a variety of like flame patterns brushed across the side of it uh, with the snarling image of a wolf's head painted on the ram. It's an orcish hot rod. Sort of, yeah. Till just has a very neutral expression on his face as he starts walking towards this abomination. There's a there's a group of dock workers loading uh, supplies onto the cargo ramp, uh, and the 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 crew boarding ramp comes down, and emerging out of it is what you can only surmise to be Captain Zephnash. A tall and imposing figure wearing uh, a suit of orcish power armor. The sort of um, marked steel coloration of the heavy armor draped with tattered crimson uh, banners for individual markings uh, with these tubes of orange power sort of coursing around the shoulders and around the torso. Uh carrying a uh with a massive shield slung over one shoulder with a heavy axe uh resting on the in the, in their other hand as they step down you see a uh surprisingly uh soft featured face uh for a member of the or- for a member of orcish heritage with uh a sort of a more pointed jaw rather than squared uh with the less protruding tusks than one would normally expect uh, with sort of dark sclera and bright golden eyes with long red hair pulled back into a ponytail as this uh, feminine figure with the heaviest of armor uh, and like white tattoos across their face uh, steps down from the ramp. So here are my charges. I, yeah. Hi, I'm Kendall. Captain Zephnash, good you to my, meet you. You know my dad. I do. As a favor, I've been assigned to take you wherever you need to go. Awesome. Um. So, this is Till, this is Rouge. Go through, introduce everybody. Till's looking over the captain... With a 17 perception, does he see any religious iconography on the armor? Or in her entire attache? Uh, no. Okay. Well, aside from potentially her tattoos, but you don't know what those would signify. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. But it's not like, oh, and deadlock symbol right there on the chest or anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. Right. Jeremy, what is... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. He relaxes just a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is Kendall's tone like when introducing Mistle? Warm. Okay. Um, as enthusiastic as everyone else. Okay. Um, what what is the power? What is the orcish power armor like? Um, it, if you take uh sort of Fallout power armor and okay. kind of 
mesh it with uh like tribal symbols and like different um sort of uh jagged edges make it somewhat more um aggressive in mean okay um and, and what are the predominant colors on the ship and on the the armor uh, the armor is primarily steel gray with like uh, like a red waist tabard hanging off of the bottom of it uh, okay. that is very tattered, seen a lot of damage, um, and then has like orange power cables running across the shoulders. Um, the ship itself is black with uh, red and orange flames, and then the silver pattern of a wolf's face on the on the ram. Okay. We have power armor too, and the little the little tiny dust runner just keeps going. Back and forth across the shoulders of the hive armor. <laughs> I see that. All right. I've got quarters set up for all of you. You're welcome to come aboard, bring anything you need. As soon as that, as soon as these uh, supplies that we're supposed to bring with you get loaded up, then we're ready to depart. Awesome. Do you have a place we can watch stars? There is a viewing deck, yes. Okay. These will head for that if they can find it. Any questions? Are you familiar with the Severinus system? No, but I've got the coordinates. Who's your pilot? Me. All right. How big is the interior of the ship? As you step inside, it's um, in in like comparative ship size, it's probably I would say like um, the size of the uh, the the Naboo ship from Episode One of Star Wars. Okay, so not not gigantic, not big enough to get lost on or anything. No. Okay. It's it's got a it's got a it requires like a five man crew and has uh like capacity for a dozen more people besides. Okay. Well, this is cozy. I didn't bring the regular pilot of the ship because I figured there was a chance that I would need to leave and you would just take the ship, so I didn't bring its regular pilot with me. Oh no, I meant that as a good thing. There. Is that not clear? Yeah. It was a little vague. No. Sorry, six well, anyway. <laughs> My crew and I have teleport homers to our home ship. This is entirely being crewed by a bar. This is entirely being run by a borrowed crew. So if you need to take the ship and head in a different direction, I can just leave at any point. But I've been hired at least to get you to this place and anywhere that you might need to afterwards. We'll see what happens. Is that expensive technology? The... Teleport homers? You have no idea. You don't, you're you familiar as bees are not familiar with them. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, can we, is this big enough to load the dust runner onto? Oh, certainly. We've got six tons of cargo space. Looks like you're in luck, Coltarn. 
We're only taking up we're only taking up three of them with the with the supplies. There are very few there are very few ships of orcish design that wouldn't be able to accommodate at least one dust runner. They tend to be fairly well. You'd be the expert. Well designed. Actually, no, I'm not all that familiar with orcish ships. This is the first one I've seen in person. Oh. Shall we do a little exploring? I think I shall after I park this in a safe place. Excellent. Boundling, then. Fair enough. Um, I'm not certain what that means. One of our own found by someone else. Oh, yes. Colton Starbreaker. Dwarven name. All right. Dwarven name, Dwarven Forge. Not an ad. <laughs> you realize as the word. Yeah, I realize as it's in my mouth. Not spawn. Wait a minute. She takes in the orcish name for a second, and there's like a raise of an eyebrow. Okay. Yes. Nothing. It's just interesting choice of name. Was the only thing left from whatever happened to my family. Huh? Looks over at looks over at Kendall. I was found adrift in space. With, oh. like, with like that look on his face, like, oh, I thought I'd said that already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a small escape pod, only large enough for me. Granted fairly large, considering Orc Child, but uh, named Coltarn. The only thing of identification within it. God. Wrapped in a blanket with an S on it. No. <laughs> a big K on his that's chest. A better, that's better than the one I was going to do, floating down the river. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of an ironic name for aspirational purposes. Considering. Well, I like to think names are more tools than than uh, grand design. Speaking of which, have you met my friend, Tool? <laughs> <laughs> Tolbar walks past. <laughs> I've met my friend. He's a big tool. I mean that sincerely. <laughs> Any case, get everything set aboard. Find your rooms. They're not assigned. Pick whichever one you like. I, Head up. Yeah, load up. Indeed, I will find. Till wait till Kendall picks a room and then pick the one next to. Actually, no. She's gonna pick just some side out of the way room uh i'm picking whichever room is closest to the engine room because if shit starts breaking i know where i'm running first i'm gonna take the room that's close that's if there's the, like the crew quarters i'm assuming that's near where we are if it's not already taken first room right next to the entrance to that area bees mm -hmm. will you share a room with me i don't like having my own Okay. Okay. Do you want you you can pick whatever one 
we'll probably wait out here if that's where the stars are, but we can start unpacking some into your room if you don't take up as much space. I never take up much space. Okay. She will also find one that's kind of out of the way of everything. Once once uh, Mistel picks out the room, bees will immediately start webbing up the corners. Do you want us to make you a little hammock? Sure, that would be nice. All right. They will they will weave a uh, weave a hammock out of the uh, the non adhesive webs at least towards the center, and then overlay it with some of that sort of soft, papery tissue, like from the hive. Good thing that we got the old crew a new ship. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid if any of them are terrified of bees, it will not be a good coming home experience. Phil drops most of his stuff in whichever room he's able to get in decent proximity and He'll keep his gun of ridiculousness and his calm on, but that's about it. Uh, but his, his tools are set right inside the doorway, easily accessible if he has to run for him. Mr. Fairchild specifically requested a ship we wouldn't be averse to handing over if needs must. Well, it's a good ship. I'd like to explore it some more. Is the um, uh, so thinks for a second, tries to figure out what the orcish word for engineer would be because he genuinely doesn't know. Uh, I don't know if you want me to make a roll for that. If you want, you can roll history. Yeah, he's gonna cut, try to come up with the closest like 12. Rolling really great on my dice. I think I've rolled either a seven or a six every time I rolled tonight. Yeah, it's uh you know that canal is the like the the word for something that is advanced or futuristic and forward thinking, and you're like, it's probably something to do with that, and you just can't think of what else you would apply to it to to make the word into a person. So thinks for a second, decides against it. Is the engineer aboard? Yes. You'll find them in the back. I might go strike up a conversation. I'll head that way. As I go up, uh, Till, would you like to come and speak with the ship's engineer? Yes, actually. That would be a good plan. Let's familiarize ourselves with the machine. All right. This whole time, I'm still keeping an eye on Jazeera. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that's uh, something Till would have been interested in as well. Which uh, room did Jazeera pick? Uh, whichever one wasn't taken, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't but seem to have any particular one, preference. But which one is that? <laughs> if I were to hazard a guess, probably the one next to Varouche. What are you talking about? Obviously, Gideon took the one next to Varouche. Yeah, he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Big fave. 
one conversation away, all I got to do is just, you know, flip a chair around and sit on it backwards and then we'll, you know, have a real heart to heart. I'm just going to text Camille really quick. A, a contextless question because I know he doesn't watch our streams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> given the choice, where on a spaceship would Gideon pick for his room? We'll find out once Camille sees this text. Would <laughs> Mistle be okay with Gideon sharing, like all three of us sharing a room? Absolutely. Okay. She just she doesn't like to be in a huge space by okay. herself. She's very tiny. The two of the so Till Till and Coltarn head to the back and find uh there is a large and broad orcish figure, like probably so orcish figure. I mean yes, but like half again as big as Coltarn. <laughs> Uh, just looks like a meat locker with a pair of like almost comically tiny little orange lenses over his eyes as he's working with a blowtorch on just welding some metal together. Uh, his hair is like his like long black hair is pulled like very far back. Uh, he's got a variety of different tools and wrenches on his person, and he's just humming something, some kind of tune that sounds almost like a battle march. As he's as he's working on this on this welding. Greetings. As we walk in, sparks continue to fly for a second. Looks up. Hmm. Ah, oh, you're the passengers. Oh, the passengers with uh, an interest in the inner workings of the of the vessel. I was hoping we might have a conversation. Sure, why not? Ask away. Also, Cam what engine class do we have? Also, Camille says room closest to the cargo bay. <laughs> All right. <sighs> well, we're running on a class one Torfash, which means it'll get us some decent speed. Mm, average in terms of well, the most tend to, tends to be one of the more basic in terms of. FTL distances, but it'll get us where we need to go in a decent number of jumps. Nothing too fancy, but it'll spool up quickly. The ship is designed for sublight speeds of a decent clip. So, high acceleration, low turning? Hmm, relatively average, all things considered. It does can't turn a complete circle in the span of a few seconds, but it can turn around relatively quickly. Hmm. I imagine. Uh, it's, you said it's shaped like an axe head. Is it like horizontally an axe head or vertically an axe head? Not that it's a it's a axe. vertical axe head. Like it it branches out like that. Okay, like so it's, it's mm -hmm. so it's a vertical axe head. It's like a it's a vertical wedge on a yeah. on a back of the ship, or is it just the vertical wedge and engines at the back of the wedge? Yeah, basically the engines are at the back of the wedge. Okay, so it's nothing but mm -hmm. wedge. Yeah, yeah. It's a flying axe head. Mm -hmm. Uh, how with a skilled pilot, how maneuverable is this then in combat? In combat, it can pull off a hundred and eighty degree turn in the span of a few seconds and fire on someone chasing it if they're good enough. 
seems very useful. How um, I understand that I'm, I'm not given to much experience with orcish construction and ships, but how durable is the ram? Well, the ram's the most armored part of the ship. It's built for running into the enemy. Generally speaking, any fire we take from oncoming opponents will be significantly reduced in effectiveness. So, keep the engines away. Keep the blade forward. Generally. Good to know. Tends to be the, tends to be the strongest orcish strategy. If you've shown the enemy your back, you've already lost. With, the, with regards to trying not to lose, when the ship does take damage, where tends to be the first place where repairs are needed? The ship's designed to make the hull the easiest target to hit so that nothing vital takes any damage. But you operate more off of hull plating and armor than shielding? Generally. We're no this ship. We don't have a powerful shield generator. We rely on our heavy armor in the front to reduce the damage of any impact. Narrow profile for head-to-head gunning as well, it looks like. Indeed. So that if any emergency repairs are needed, it will be here, most likely, and towards the engines. Mm-hmm. Yes, if someone manages to get in behind us, this will be the most vulnerable point on the ship. If they did, how quickly would that become a problem? Depends on how good their shot is. The engines can take some punishment, but if the engines go down, we lose our maneuverability. Do you have tactics on this ship, then, for handling multiple opponents? Seems like any tactician with their salt would know to split their forces and attack from multiple directions then. The light cannons can be swiveled around to the back. The heavy cannons only front facing, but the light cannons can hit the front and the back. So anyone who tries to get at the engines will be getting a surprise, as well as the rip chains. What are those? Do I know what rip chains are? I don't know what rip chains are. That's why Coltarn's asking. You can roll engineering. Or technology. I don't have really that. technology, <laughs> not engineering. Technology, yeah. Which is just uh, intelligence, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, did you roll anything? Boop. This is the part of the game where Till and Coltarn geek out over the ship. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. There they go. Finally. 12. <laughs> okay. What does Coltarn get? I didn't roll because Coltarn doesn't know. He asked okay. out loud. <laughs> you don't know what a rip chain is, Till. Nope. So we'll just wait for the answer. Then. <laughs> rip, rip chains are massive bladed harpoons designed to pierce into a ship and split it apart from the inside. They can be fired from all angles. Mm. It's our melee weapon. Yeah. As such as it was. How effective is that again? How... At what point does the armor, armoring of a hull become impregnable to that sort of thing? For instance, if we were to fire at another orca ship. It'd be less effective if we were firing at the front of another orca ship, but it can still punch through. There's very little that a serrated, razor-edged, and actively oscillating chain of blades can't punch through at a high velocity. I, I don't know how perceptive... Uh, the the engineer is, but Till can probably tell that Coltarn is fascinated by all of this. Like from a oh, yeah. from a mm. very like educational standpoint of like how am I how am I going to incorporate this into the ship I eventually build kind of thing. 
What what the engineer is describing to you is that basically the ship is equipped with Kratos's blades of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I will. St- uh, we don't need to stay here if if Till doesn't have anything more significant to say. Right. Yeah. No. But no. Till will hang out as long as we're talking shop. But yeah. No. He doesn't really have much more to contribute directly. Yeah. There. Col- Coltarn will talk to this person until this person indicates that they are done talking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Everyone else settles in, and the uh, the captain approaches Kendall. So, are we ready to go? Hold on, just a second. Let me check and see. Are we good to go? Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. Yes. I didn't hear a no. Go ahead. All right. Let's launch. And with that, the uh, she walks over to a different door marked bridge in Orkish. Not that all of you can read that, but uh, she disappears behind the door. And a few minutes later, the Gulnash Volkir departs from Void Station Formbios. And we are on our way. And that is where we'll end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.